This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with a great guest. She's a writer, a crafter, and an entertainer, and other nouns as well. It's Bonnie Burton. Hey! Hey. How, are, how do you like those nouns? Those nouns are good. Those nouns change depending on how I'm going to pay rent. <laughs> what do you feel are your nouns right now? Right now, my nouns are like, should we should we do it by how much rent I'm get, like how much money I'm yeah paid? by percentage by your <clears> rental <throat> percentage? What are your nouns? So journalist, journalist, which is sad to start with. <laughs> Why is that sad? Because all journalism you get paid by traffic numbers. Almost all of the I very rarely get paid by oh this is how much you're worth this is how much you're paid it's did people click so it's like cat videos okay yeah robot cats and you're writing for cnet robot and you cover videos. like pop culture <clears throat> stuff for the most part right? pop culture but now i'm kind of shifting a bit to weird robot tech and um panic science <laughs> panic science nice <laughs> it's those are the science headlines that you're like oh crap are we gonna die next week Oh, okay. It's the, that so kind of most stuff. sciences, like, oh, right. new study turns out it's bad to walk. You're all gonna die. Yeah, like, yeah, that pretty kind of much. Thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I find that fascinating. Um, and also, most of the time, it's not true because no, none of the journalists are actually reading the science papers. Yeah. They're just going off the <laughs> titles of the abstracts. It's like the phone game, right? You, you read <clears throat> somebody else's article, and then you're yeah. like, oh, turns out, okay. Yeah, I think everyone wants some zombie disease virus, so that's why. Recently, there was a science report that got passed through one of the journals about the dangers of midichlorians, because <laughs> it wasn't quite peer-reviewed as it should be, and okay. then all the scientists, or all the journalists that didn't know Star Wars just reported it. And by peer-reviewed, you mean by people didn't scientists. bother to watch The Phantom Menace, <sighs> where midichlorians... Don't you think? Are, yeah, come I don't on. Know. I don't know. So all right, I'm so losing, journalists... I'm losing my voice a little bit, because... Uh, I know it sounds very sexy, but I was at a conference called the Conference of World Affairs at the University of Colorado Boulder, where actual scientists were. <laughs> it was like, it's the only convention I go to where no one dresses up like Batman. Well, the scientists should that always dress up like Batman, that in I my know, opinion. That I know. All so, right. So journalism yeah. is oh, a journalism, big chunk. What are the other names um, that are paying your rent? Contol- consulting slash advising, which is <laughs> oh, hilarious, That is so right? ambiguous. I know. It's like the mafia. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm in imports, exports. That could I know I know it's not it's not what you do, but consulting and advising could just be like I respond to people's tweets and give them information whether they ask for it no, or not. No, this is where I get paid. So okay, uh, Sci-Fi Channel pays me to be an advisor. I'm one of that's right. You're on that new board, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm one of two women um, on the board with uh, a lot of guys. Okay. Um, so I'm very honored to be on it for sure. And they send us shows ahead of time and say, "Hey, what do you think?" Like the new Krypton okay. show and stuff like that. What kind of stuff then do you advise them on? I just say, "Hey, as a geek girl, right? So as a woman who's also identifies as geek, wait, could is you that put wrong? some as a geek women in woman, this Krypton show? Well, like, no, it's a great. Like it's that? actually pretty good. So it's got really good um, female characters that okay. aren't like just the girlfriend or just the damsel in distress. So They're then, like, do you just like send them two thumbs up? Yeah, I give them a very detailed, geeky, I mean, obsessive, to be on point, uh, kind of analysis. I worked at Lucasfilm for 10 years, so it's like been pounded into me, like how to critique something Okay, uh, that's a TV show or a comic or a book or whatever. So I do that, and then under that is I write books, which I only make money if people buy them. (laughs) And you have a new one out right now, right? Yeah, it's the, okay, so it's a long title. It's J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World Movie Magic, Volume 3, Amazing Artifacts. It's a, it's a volume that's like an encyclopedia of 
of how all the props are made from all the Harry Potter movies and Fantastic Beasts. Um, and mine is all the artifacts. So it's like the wands, the potion labels, uh, the signage. Okay. And there's pullouts and like maps and stickers and stuff. It's a really fun book. Okay, cool. Um, so it's for kids and it's from Penguin Random House slash Candlewick slash... Inside Editions, whatever publisher decided to not go under that one. So week. there's a publisher for each part of the title. Oh, my God. No, it's when you're in writing, when you write a book, sometimes publishers swap Okay. mid, mid project. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm working for a different company now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want um, that. I'll I mean, it it's that like one. four or five major publishers that own everything. Okay. So it's Penguin Random House. They own, almost all my books are from there from different imprints because I did another book called Crafting with Feminism, which was a tongue-in-cheek like humor pop culture book. That was supposed to do really great with Hillary as president. <laughs> it's actually doing better now with Hillary yeah. not as president. Um, and that's from Quirk Books and that's Penguin Random House. So with publishing, it's so that's how I make my money and then miscellaneous underneath that. So okay. I don't I don't know what I, there's no money in comedy. So I don't make any. <laughs> there's money in I like mean, very high tiers of comedy. Uh, you I can, mean, you can scrape by. I make I make money doing do comedy. You? Yeah. Are you a, a comedy unicorn? I am not a comedy unicorn. I am a comedy. I was going to say plumber. I you know <laughs> there, you can get little bits and pieces of work here, or you can be yeah. super famous and make a lot of money. Well, that's why I moved here is uh, not to be super famous and make a lot of money, but to eventually go into TV writing and film writing. And that's you have to be in LA for that, and you have to kind of be in LA for comedy. Yeah. Um. I just I took Steve Martin's online comedy class through Masterclass because <laughs> I told CNET, hey, what what if I take this class and then report back and see if I'm funnier? Yeah. So your show that I was on, the game show Variety Night, was the test. Okay. Uh, I used Steve Martin's tactics, if you will, uh, and then <laughs> that's why you had that arrow through <clears throat> your head. Yeah, yeah, and then I and I wore the all white suit. No, yeah. I didn't. Um, I'm wearing it now. Um, and then I tested it out on this conference I went to in Boulder that's like super academic. Yeah. Like people who work at DARPA, like are at this convention. <laughs> There's nobody dressed as Darth Vader eating nachos at this convention. So that I tried that. That is sad. Very, very Did that sad. answer your first question? We're going to be here all day, aren't That's we? That's right. You, so you nailed the first question so on your nouns. I, but now I know how you pay your rent, which is great. Well, and one of the reasons. And also blackmail. And blackmail. Yeah. Now, how would I? Uh, anyway, I can't go down that road. I won't. I won't blackmail. That's you. a whole PayPal thing. <laughs> All right. Let's get into your obsession, which you kind of mentioned, which yeah. is robots. 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 You're writing about robots on CNET. <clears throat> you said more. Well, I mean, I've always loved robots. I mean, ever since Doctor Who with K nine. Yeah. And R two D two and C three P. Yeah. Let's go Star back to Wars that. I want to know like the beginning. Droids. What What is the what is the I'm first figure, droid you, or not droid, robot well, you remember seeing? Well, the very first one was Lost in Space. Okay. Um, he was also on Columbo. Did you know he made a guest appearance on Columbo? <laughs> is that where you first saw him? Uh, that maybe it was Columbo. <laughs> I watched a lot of Columbo with my dad. <laughs> it was the episode where it's like the smart kid um, and the, the horrible scientist, kind of like Lost in Space. I don't have the episodes of Columbo memorized It's on myself. Netflix. Okay. Uh, what do you mean you don't memorize? I'm, There's not I'm very many. I'm a bad many. person. Jesus, so, dude. Uh, it seems like you would have a different attitude toward robots if the first time you saw them is randomly in a Columbo episode. Well, it might. It could have also been tw- uh, Tweaky with Buck Rogers. I don't know. So I'm thinking it's got to be, I think it was K9 for Doctor Who. Because okay. I was super young. We only had four TV channels where I grew up in Kansas. And one of them was uh, British programming on PBS, and they showed Doctor Who. And that was before I saw Star Wars. Okay. So I'm thinking... 
But then Wizard of Oz has Tin Man. Do we count him as a robot? I wouldn't think so. He is a man who is Cyborg. Is he a cyborg? (laughs) Yeah, I think he's a Borg. He's like the first Terminator. He's an actual Borg. I think he assimilates Dorothy at some point. It is trying, it is, it's vexing to me trying to figure out the first, the very, very first robot I've ever. But canine is what came out of your mouth right away. Yeah, so so let's say canine because that would have been, I mean, I did see Star Wars in the theater. It's a blur. Yeah, it's it's a blur. blur. So what was your first, like, emotional reaction then to I want that. (laughs) So you wanted to possess it. I wanted to own or build. Okay. And um, I took robotics and 4-H. And for those of you who don't know what 4-H is, that is Hick Boy Scout Girl Scout. It's like for farmers. <laughs> You're supposed to learn how to breed animals and livestock and grow things, but yeah, there's there's I 4-H went, where I grew up. In I Minnesota. went straight to the geek. I mean, I that's where I discovered Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, I went straight to the geek kids, ham radio. So, so I was more in the tech end and crafty end. So I, I need to ask a follow up question. Yeah, you went to this 4-H thing to do technical stuff, but people were playing D and D instead of building. Well, no, robots. I went because I was a weird kid, and my okay. parents were worried I was just going to talk to trash cans the rest of my life and not make friends. <laughs> they thought trash cans were I robots. Mean, yeah, I actually did. I think okay. I drew eyes on them and was just like, eh, close enough. But it's great that the four H kids were playing D and D. They were playing D and D. So that's where I learned how to do storytelling, and then um, there was a robotics group. That was kind of not really knowing what they were doing. So they were kind of just, it was like young Adam Savages. Okay. <laughs> savages. What were they oh, trying to build? Were they just trying to build? Uh... Working robots. But <laughs> but how? how? With, oh, like with uh, computer parts. technology? Or was it oh, that? Oh, God, no. Computer, computers didn't exist yet. <laughs> no, no, no. Computers. I mean, let's be honest. Like, we're talking Radio Shack. Yeah. So whatever we could find. Radio Shack robots. That makes sense to I me. I mean... So they they were robots that could do things like move their arms and literally say beep boop. There were no voice chips. <laughs> I love how you're trying to make this sound so sophisticated. We basically used whatever metal parts were left over in barns. Okay. <laughs> right? Or mechanic mechanics. Like everyone that had a barn had somebody was working on a muscle car, so there was always something. Okay. And then <clears throat> aluminum foil, boxes, um, wiring from a radio shack remote control toys that we would like take out and hack a bit so Um, what was your greatest robot success did you manage none of them they all caught fire (laughs) died horrible deaths (laughs) so i didn't have voice chips in them the screaming would have been unbearable (laughs) no i mean it was fun and like it was the 70s we weren't freaking steve jobs and elon musk in there we were like Whatever we got, we're going to make. And we were inspired by sci-fi. Yeah. So we're inspired by Star Wars and Doctor Who and the original Battlestar Galactica and um, comics and books and, you know, Robert Heinlein. And we, we were just kids. Yeah. Trying to do fun stuff, um, which I think you have to remember, this is pre-internet, pre-Arduino kits. Yeah. You know, Pre-Mythbusters. Pre-maker fairs, like you just did whatever you could grab your yeah. You materials just tried from. to make a carburetor with arms. <clears throat> yeah, and and all of our robots looked disgustingly sad. So, <laughs> but you know, it was before you could just have giant googly eyes and stick it on there, and they're happy. Yeah. Um, so no, it was really fun, and that's I think that's probably where my robot obsession started. But I didn't continue through with that. I went straight to pop culture robots. So I went more towards writing stories about robots and drawing pictures about robots, and then. Being obsessed with sci-fi and more the fiction, less sci. Yeah. You know? And so I was never that good at making robots. It's funny. I, I did a show called Geek DIY for Stan Lee, which you can still find on YouTube. 
And I built a robot costume with Grant Imahara from Mythbusters. And I knew him from Industrial Light and Magic when I worked at Lucasfilm. I worked at Lucasfilm for 10 years. So I knew Adam and all those guys from Mythbusters before they went on to do the show. And um, I had Grant on the show and we made the most low rent <laughs> robot costume ever. Um, but it kind of reminded me of my love for robots when I was a kid. Yeah. It was just boxes and aluminum foil and whatever metal parts you can find and make believe. Yeah. The main thing. But, so when but you robots, were... robots have totally advanced, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, when you were a kid. I'm and saying you're... nice things about them now because I know they're going to be in control soon. Well, that's exactly what yeah. I want to ask you about. When you were a kid and you were making them uh, carburetors <clears throat> with arms with your yeah. friends and it was all a happy thing. And so far, like in the 70s, there hadn't been a lot of big popular robots that were about destruction, like it was pre-Terminator. So did it ever yeah. occur to you and the 4-H kids to be frightened of robots? We were, were they more all frightened of... K9 and R2? They were yeah, we were more frightened of computers and robots. Okay. Because you know how... Right. Was a rope or was a computer not a robot? And but then again, I was a big Red Dwarf fan. Okay. So I wasn't really afraid of computers. I don't know. It's it's how you view technology in general, I think. Yeah. If you're wary of it, you're already going to be like, oh, the drones are out to get us. Oh, my God. So there's a new movie trailer from Sci-Fi Films that just came out called Hover. And it's about killer drones. <laughs> and the drones are so, like, janky. Yeah. They look like... I mean, come on. They look like they have tires on them. They're not They're not um, DJI 4s or whatever those... They're not even military grade. They're just... They're really... They're yeah. like, if I was in 4-H and I built a drone, this is what it looks like. <laughs> they're not Black Mirror level. Yeah. And I saw that and I'm like, oh, so I guess this is where we're at now, where everyone's afraid of drones. I, I was never fearful of robots okay. in, in that sort of tech because I'm more feel, fearful of the humans who make them. Yeah. And design them to kill or design them to do things. Um, so if you had got, back when you were a kid, if you had got yeah. a robot sent from the 4-H club from Minnesota, sent you a surprise robot, so <laughs> you didn't know who made it, okay. would it have ever occurred to you to be terrified of them before sci-fi put that in your head? Oh, God, no. I'd be okay. like, oh, my new best friend. Okay. <laughs> um, I will say there was a great movie with Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. Was it Tracers? I have no idea. Oh, God. And it was these little tiny robots that Gene Simmons from Kiss was like this character that was like a robot genius. It was did that t make you terrified or well, no? Because I mean, I had a Magnum PI fixation pretty young, so I was just like, oh, Magnum will save me. Tom Selleck will save us. He's in charge of Inner right now. I'm sure everything will be fine. Um, no, so I was never. I mean, I was a big horror film fan for sure at a young age, but I guess I just never put the two and two together. Where I'm like, oh no, like even Star Wars. There's some pretty evil robots in there. There's the probe droids and yeah. interrogation droid that like oh yeah roughed up Han but never asked him questions like that whole thing. I don't know. Like I guess I was just super naive and I was like oh they're here for they're here for friendship. I don't think it's naive. I was just fascinated because I yeah. think so much of our storytelling, so many of the robots we think of are friends like yeah. K9 and R2, but so much of our storytelling now is. If not fear, well, attention with our devices. Well, Wally, -E, I think changed a little bit. Um, what was the British movie that just came out with the robot that gets abused? Yeah, I have with, no idea. Uh, <laughs> You're in jolly I trouble. Did, if yeah. only we had a device that could look up these movies. <laughs> well, the, um, yeah, this is a this is a podcast about talking, not looking things up, so we can look it up. Okay, later. okay, okay. It was. Um, there's only a handful of movies where robots are kind of personified as oh cute little things, and then the rest are like you're gonna die. I don't know. Like, I think maybe right now with sci-fi, we're so obsessed with apocalyptic and dystopian futures yeah. that we don't have the, oh, happy huggy robots. Like, we don't... Even the new Lost in Space remake that just came out on Netflix, 
that robot's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, and even in the trailer, you're not sure if he's uh, safe around. A friend around, or a safe, foe. Safe around kids, let's say. Yeah. <gasps> they don't right. have, he doesn't have that label. What you said about trusting the people who made them, or I guess are like vouching for them. The doctor's yeah. vouching for canine. <clears throat> you know, Princess Leia is vouching for well, R2. Well, the doctor didn't make canine. Well, he's with. I'm, he acquired canine. I am in, in, yes. Are we having in a the doctor? invisible I'm, enemy. I know that. I love that you're looking at me like, shut up. Don't you, <laughs> don't you dare Time lord explain me. Yeah. Well, to be fair, yes. Don't Time lord explain me. Um, no, but I... I, what my point was is either they're made by or they are around people who are vouching for them and saying this is good. Well, and I, what I want to get back to is what you said earlier, your okay. point about uh, being uh, fearful of robots only when you distrust the people who made them. Yeah. And all of our friend robots are with people yeah. who are like, don't worry about them. They're great. I, I mean, okay, great example that Blade Runner. Yeah. You have Tyrell Corporation, right? Yeah. So they're making replicants that are supposed to go into off-world colonies to either do military or they're there for uh, sexual companionship or they're there for whatever work no one, none of the humans want to do before they get there. Yeah. And they find out that they have a very finite life and they want to, you know, basically add some more, te- like add some years on. So they come back and whatever. But then you have Sebastian's robots who are his friends. Yeah. And it's, there's a very sweet line in, in Blade Runner where he's like, these are my friends. I made them. And it always makes me kind of tear up a little bit. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that was me. Yeah. Like I got into crafts because I was this lonely little kid. Oh my God. Real talk. Lonely little kid. And I was like, I'm just going to make my friends because I was the weird kid. Like I was the one who brought the Star Wars toys to the Barbie sleepover. (laughs) Like I didn't, I didn't even like get. Did C-3PO come? Oh, geez. I didn't even get halfway there to be accepted until the Linda Carter Wonder Woman doll came out. Because at least that was sort of like Barbie. Yeah. Even though she towered over Barbie. (laughs) And then, I mean, I think I was finally uninvited when I brought Godzilla toys. I'm like, why not? Godzilla, Barbie. (laughs) It's a great adventure. Um. So robots to me means friends, yeah. not these are going to kill you. And yeah. it's funny because Plane Runner is my favorite movie. It, it surpasses Star Wars for me. It's has everything I've ever wanted in it, but really identifies with different kinds of robots, not just the one. Yeah, and that I, they can be anything. And I mean, Star Wars does have multiple types of robots, but this is so much different in Blade Runner because they're passing as human and also, it's like, what does it mean to be human? Yeah. And also, in monster movies, as you know, the monsters tend to be more human than humans. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, which is funny, because that's the Tyrell, more human than human. So when you thing. saw the Doctor Who episode, Robots of Death, it's literally called Robots yeah. of Death, where you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. The Cybermen, I just thought were Tin Men gone bad. Okay. You know what I mean? It like was, from Wizard of Oz, but yeah, evil. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't blame the robot. I blame the robot maker. Yeah. So now you have a relationship with robots that is more than friends. What? In oh, the- right. <laughs> like, wait, what, what, do you, what do you know? Scrimshaw, how dare you? I have drones. Anyway, uh, no, no, no. Yes, I married R2-D2. That's what I'm building. For. <clears throat> yeah, this could have gone a whole different way. Um, though I do approve of sex robots. Okay. Let's back up. So when I worked for Lucasfilm... We have these conventions called Star Wars Celebration, where it's just Star Wars yeah. stuff. And it's at different places all over the world, all over the country. And this one, I think, was the first one in L.A. I'm not sure. but um, What year is this? Oh, God, I don't know. Two, I gotta look at, right? I got to look at my marriage certificate. Okay. <laughs> so we had a chapel where you could get married, but it was like fake married. So you it was could get bo- like Star Wars married, yeah, not real so married? Yeah, so it's like if you wanted to dress up and, uh, you know, if you wanted to cosplay as your favorite character and get married to your 
already your married to spouse. Like it wasn't legal. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't like if you got drunk and got married to someone you just met at the cantina bar. <laughs> you're now married to the guy who dresses up like Hammerhead. It right. wasn't like that. Okay. There was no, though I really wanted there to be someone dressed up as Admiral Akbar to yell, it's a trap, when anyone <laughs> said, does anyone have any? Like, I kind of want to do that at weddings in general. Yeah, it's just dressed come up dress as up as, yeah. And so when that line comes up, does anyone have anything to say, it's a trap, and just run away. It's a trap. Um, so for publicity stunt, to promote that we had a chapel, I got married to R2-D2, the actual robot, not Kenny Baker. So it was funny, one side... And we did this, I did this whole article for StarWars.com. I don't know if it's still on the blog because they've redesigned so many times. And yeah. When I left Lucasfilm, I was like Stalin. So they got rid of all my stuff and pretend I didn't exist. So I, <laughs> I think it's on LiveJournal. Okay. Uh, so it's just I think me. The, the photos are still there. It's for still sure. there. I mean, I know it's on, I know I have a Flickr set. I know I'm talking about ancient tech right now, <laughs> but it's on LiveJournal and Flickr. Um, and sometimes I post it every once in a while when I like say I'm like, ha- I'm like, I have an obsession romantically with Cumberbatch. Everyone's like, what about R2? It's like, we have an open source marriage. <laughs> he sees other robots. I see other humans. It's totally fine. So I got married to R2-D2. It was a whole thing. Yeah. So Steve Sansweet, who was at the time the head of uh, Lucasfilm Fan Relations, gave me away. Um, my maid of honor was Adrian Curry, America's next top model winner, Adrian okay. Curry. Dre- she was dressed in all latex like uh, Imperial Guard costume. Oh, nice. Like, sh- I mean, she's smoking hot. Helmet on and everything. But here's a little tip for you ladies out there or men. If you have a mock wedding to a robot, don't have a celebrity be your maid of honor because it'll show up on Jezebel in the weirdest way ever. <laughs> where people are like, what? They like the whole article on Jezebel, which is like a goss- celebrity gossip site. And I think TMZ covered it, too. They were like, this weird woman got married to a robot <laughs> thinking it was real. Oh, and Adrian Curry was her But you honor. celebrate that at this point, Yeah, I don't right? care. You're, you're happy. Like, well, you're talking about you going growing up, uh, you know, geek in a small yeah, town. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I knew what I was getting into. Being... I knew this was going to happen. So anyway, all these photos, there was a wedding video that they put on StarWars.com. One side of the room was all robots, which was hilarious to see all the different kinds of R2 units. But yeah. then there were mouse droids and C-3PO and... Uh, just so many different kinds of droids. Uh, gonk. I think there were two yeah. gonk droids that were in like the groom section. Groom, it should have been, groom. right? Yeah. Um, and then there were a couple Luke Skywalkers. Okay. And maybe an Anakin. <laughs> like the brave kid that dressed as Anakin yeah. was there too. And then um, on my side were just all the freaks. So it was just like, it looked like Cantina. It yeah. looked like I invited Mos Eisley Cantina, <laughs> which probably when I do get married, it will look like that. In real life. In yeah. real life. And it was because it was a Lucasfilm media stunt. It was like all the press were there and blah, blah, blah. And I got married to him. I uh, I got a ring and he got a restraining bolt. <laughs> it was very sweet. We had little uh, pink droids, uh, the KT pink yeah. R2-D2 units as our flower girl. It was nice. very sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet. Was this your um, idea? And Darth Maul married us, which was odd. Yeah. Was this your idea? Uh, Yes. Okay. Duh. So was it? Which is probably why I don't work at Lucasfilm anymore. But yes. <laughs> oh, and, and Darth Vader was the best man. Okay. But uh, Chris Bartlett, who dressed up as C-3PO, and we usually used him for stuff. I think he tried to stop the wedding. <laughs> like by shouting out? Yeah. In a and muffled then, 3PO and voice? Then, and then Elvis Trooper like shoved him away. Elvis Trooper is this guy that dresses up like an Elvis impersonator, but he's also There's a stormtrooper. Elvis everything. There's Elvis yes. everything. Yes. It was it was quite the wedding, I have to admit. And then we had pictures taken, and it was very sweet. And I put it up on Facebook. And I think my stepmom responded when I said, you know, when you change your status from single to <laughs> uh, married, 
And I thought, oh, God, because I forgot my family's on Facebook, and that's predominantly what they use. And they're like, I think her only comment was, you couldn't have worn a dress? (laughs) What did you wear? Were you dressed as— I just wore, like, a white lace top and some nice slacks because I was, like, I had to—I was all over the place at that convention reporting, so I couldn't just— Wear a gown. Yeah. And uh, now, why were you you hilarious. instead of dressing? You you described all the other characters who were there. Yeah. Why were you not cosplaying as someone in specific? Why did you choose to be Bonnie Burton you know marrying R two D two? I think there was a rule at Lucasfilm at the time that employees couldn't cosplay. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was why, or if I just was like, leave it to the professionals. Like those cosplay people are fantastic, and yeah. I don't want to like, you know, and also. I kind of just wanted to cosplay as me. Yeah. Because You I wanted to like, actually marry R2. Yeah. I wanted it to not look like a cosplay wedding. I wanted it to look like, here's a girl who's loved R2-D2 her whole life. And I we did a whole thing, too, where we did speed dating. Okay. So they had a speed dating thing, and we had R2 there, and I had to fight with two other girls <laughs> to like get on a date with him. And then we went to the cantina because they ice bar, okay. hot ice bar, so we had our first date there. So you went walked through the whole I relationship. I bought him motor oil. Because he doesn't drink. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Okay, so, so you obviously have a great sense of it humor. Was a you love doing. Romance. You yeah. love doing uh, bizarre and interesting stuff like this. You love telling the story of it. But I am yeah. going to drill down into the real and the personal. Okay. So you you <laughs> told this story. Is there any layer of truth to it? Any feelings that you have about like I actually did represent my deep love oh, yeah. of robots? Oh yeah. Through this whole. Crazy thing. I am patiently waiting for a robot boyfriend <laughs> or girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I'm bi, but I don't, but maybe I'm rye, like robot sexual. Is that a thing? <laughs> sure. I why not? Know. But here's the thing, like dating is really hard. Yeah. And you're, you're married. You're already hooked up. You found your like but soulmate. But I, I went through some adventures before that. Yeah. I'm really bad at dating and I'm also lazy, which doesn't help. <laughs> And I also like to lie on dating profiles. Yeah. I like to make the creepiest profile and see if anyone <laughs> responds. I think when I was on, I, one of my friends signed me up for OkCupid and didn't tell me. I put my picture up and whatever. And I went and changed everything to what I thought would be hilarious. I basically made it sound like I was a female Norman Bates. <laughs> I got a lot of responses, I'll tell you. <laughs> sure you um, did. Um, it did not weed out anyone. But it's just it's just difficult, and I feel like we're moving forward to where AI is advancing to such a rate. Yeah. AI computers are the best listeners, and if you look at the Sophia robot uh, from Hanson Robotics, I think well, there was a video that just went up recently with Will Smith trying to flirt with her, and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> um, their AI is so advanced; they look for micro expressions in yeah. your eyes. They look; they have facial recognition. So I'm having better, I would probably have better conversations with these robots and dates I go on where their head's down and they're on Twitter and they're not really listening to what you say. <laughs> like the last time I went on speed dating, I told one of my friends who works for the FBI, I could get all their passwords for yeah. banking and he didn't believe me. So I did speed dating and I did, I did social hacking. And I got them all. It was funny because I was like, so my first pet was weird. She's like this weird cat, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what was your first pet's name? <laughs> like that really worked. Oh yeah, and I'd be like, my my mom's main name is so weird. They had to change it, and I'm glad they did because man, it was crazy Italian name. What was your mom's maiden name? Like if you just, you know, if you're like, so you want a, a partner that is smart enough that that partner can't be socially hacked yeah, by you. Yeah, and I think that's where AI is at. So, like, I had a big old crush on Data on yeah. uh, Star Trek Next Generation, especially the sex episode with Troy or not with Troy, uh, the uh, security Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. Yeah. 
fully equipped. Let me uh, fully say. functional, right? Fully functional. Yeah. Um, confused, but fully functional. <laughs> so, you know, and I look at Black Mirror episodes that really talk, like really talk about this advancement of, of robotics in relationships and obviously replicants. I mean, there's, I know I sound like the super crazy lady, the Mm-mm. craziest person you've had on this, but honestly, I am okay with having a robot relationship. The only thing is, as long as they get my jokes, as long as they had some sort of laugh patch, <laughs> like if they, they understood humor at the right moment, which is also a funny ongoing story arc in um, Star Trek Next Generation is that Data trying to be funny, right? Yeah. Where he just misses the joke constantly. Or he tells a joke and he just doesn't understand pacing and all that. But he's not mean about it. He never truly mean, just doesn't never understand. Mean. That's the thing I really like him is, unless you count his evil brother. Well, right? yeah, but, yeah, Lore's but, a dick. But, but yeah. he was never mean. He was always open to learning things and he cared about humanity. I mean, even Seven of Nine, who's not a robot, she's cyborg. You know, you learn how to be human through her episodes. Yeah. So I feel like I've, I don't want to sound like I've given up on humans entirely. Well, here's what but pretty much yeah. I have. Well, here's <laughs> let, let me tell you what I think I'm hearing, mm. which is I feel like this is therapy. It, it, and I have to pay you later. You, I realized after years of doing a podcast called Obsessed <laughs> that every once in a while it's going to be irresponsible therapy. Oh, that's just the way of things. This awful. isn't therapy. I'm just saying this okay. back to see if you think it's true. Sure. Let's hear it. When you described human behavior on dates, you describe people <laughs> who are disengaging. Yeah. When you describe what you like about robots, in androids, it's all about them striving to be more human yeah. or being considerate of what the other... Like, R2 is considerate of the other people's needs around him. He's always trying to help. So there's this contrast between humans not interacting with other humans yeah, and robots really trying to strive to be the best humans They're, they can be. So maybe that's yeah. what you're yeah, reacting to. Yeah, I feel to. like robots go that extra mile. Yeah. I mean, they may kill us all, but at least they're good listeners. <clears throat> right. I mean... Let's be honest. Now, you've made the killing uh, joke many times. Many times. Great, which is great. And many I love times. it. And okay. I, I, so how would you feel yeah. if things just started to get sentient? Would you be like, hooray? If you if you got up one day and your phone had went and hacked itself some legs and it was just walking around your apartment and it was sentient now, yeah, would you be like, great, well, maybe now we can date? Or would you be like, I'm afraid my phone is going to kill me in my sleep? No, I mean... I got standards. I'm not going to freaking date my phone. Come on. Why is your phone so beneath you? I mean, the height. Yeah, the height difference alone. Oh, wait, so you need a robot. I don't want to see my reflection every time I look at my, my spouse. Um, here, Yeah, well, that's a good. I mean, I think the closest that we're getting right now is self-driving cars. And I won't go in those. Yeah. But that's because you don't trust the people making them, right? Well, also, I, I get Christine flashbacks. Okay. <laughs> Stephen King or um, JJ Bang Bang or whatever. Yeah. I guess that was the first sentient car, was it? Herbie. Herbie was the first There's self-driving so car. There's so many. So many. Wacky races. Um, <sighs> Are you at all f- afraid of... I would have to date. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm a bit robot-ist. And the fact that I would still want a robot, if I was going to date one, I still need it to be humanoid. Okay. Even though I married R2-D2, he's not humanoid. There's a height difference. I know I'm a hypocrite here. R2 was about the personality. Let's okay. be honest. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't about equipment, as it were. It was the guy can tell a good joke. Yeah. And R2's a good listener. And he fixes everything in the house. I mean, I yeah. don't ever have to go on YouTube to look up how to fix the sink, ever. How And, you know, I think the language difference helps a little bit, you yeah. know. Um, but, no, I mean, seriously, if... If let's say, let's go a step further. Let's say Blade Runner is real. Yeah. Because we're in LA. Blade Runner is supposed to be Blade Runner 2019, right? That's next year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're supposed to have hover cars, 
All the annoying people are supposed we to be on different planets. We need a lot more fog. We get rain back. There's pop-up noodle bars everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of neon. Pop-up noodle bar is the only thing that is coming right? close to true. There's yeah. a lot of udon and neon, yeah. which is hilarious because that's, that's kind of San Francisco. Um, I would date a replicant because of the humanoid yeah. thing. I would date Data, which yeah. is a little less than a replicant because he's got super goth skin He's super pasty and he can't, he doesn't understand jokes. So I would still date him. Like I'm trying to go backwards of what is the lowest, right? What's the yeah. lowest common denominator? You wouldn't date a 4-H robot, a carburetor with arms. <clears throat> I have. Okay. I feel like I have. I feel like that's dating drummers. <laughs> um, All right. Like a drum machine. I've but dated a drum machine. You're, you're telling me which one you'd date. I want to know if you are frightened of them. Mm-mm. If they become. No. Sen- if they truly become sentient. I am a little annoyed by Alexa and Siri. Like, definitely by Alexa. I don't know if you have... Do you have one? I have, a, I have Siri. I have to be careful I what I say. She, but I don't have okay, a Okay, Siri doesn't on. really talk to me. But Alexa, you have to be careful because she'll enter your conversations. Yeah. Um, she's like the grandma you forget <laughs> that's in the easy chair. And every once in a while, she'll say something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you accidentally say her name, she'll yeah. yell something she'll at you. She'll perk up a little yeah. bit. Um, that makes me a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about surveillance that we don't that we take for granted. Okay. Like we all have a mic on our phone. We all have um, cameras on our phone. Those yeah. can be activated without our knowledge. Same with your TV. If you have a smart TV, especially if it's one that you use for gaming, yeah. if it has a camera on it and a, a microphone, that can be accessed without your knowledge. So those are the types of things. But again, that's humans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's human so behind the curtain. So you're not afraid of sentient robots. I'm not really afraid of sentient robots because, A, they're not there yet. Yeah. Uh, B, I feel like as long as that Asimov rule was in play, like, yeah. don't kill us. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't harm us. Yeah. Um, however, right now, the two uh, investors in robots right now that are making the most strides, like in the evolution of sentient robots, is military and the adult sex industry. Okay. So take your pick of what you're more afraid of. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But I'm not afraid of sex robots. I'm more afraid of military robots going haywire. But so far, those aren't sentient. Yeah. They're just, you know, some 13-year-old cadet is operating it from somewhere else. And that's military (laughs) drones. But again, human error. Yeah. Well, this tells me a lot about your obsession with robots, that they are so deeply ingrained in you as a friendly presence from your youth that you lean toward, if one just suddenly accidentally became sentient, that they would strive to become more human rather than just go, hey, the second I'm sentient, all you meat puppets got to die. Well, it's hilarious because I actually grew up with movies about aliens and robots at the same time. And for me, robots are my friends, but aliens aren't. Even with E.T., yeah, I was like, if I saw E.T. <laughs> Keep that glowing I mean, finger I, away from me. Hey, if you saw E.T. in a closet, you would take a <laughs> shovel to it or a rake or something. You would not. You'd be like, no, my new friend. You'd be like, and he, I sound like E.T. right now. Like my voice is all scratchy and he kind of sounds like that. He sounds like a seven pack a day smoker. And it looks like one. Like he's just, I would have killed it. I would have killed it. I would not have put a hat on it and fed it Reese's Pieces. I would have freaking killed that thing. So, I love that this whole podcast is turning into date, marry, or kill. Which, it is. Which you'll do with robots and aliens. I would totally marry and date a robot and kill aliens. But, you know, aliens, it's so funny because I do think in the 80s there was a point, like Mac and me, that's a horrible example, but there's there's so many different movies that were geared towards kids of aliens are our friends yeah find an alien orphan in the woods to be your buddy right and then something switched 
where it's like, no, aliens are all going to kill us. All of them. All of yeah. them are going to kill us, no matter what. Like, And maybe we deserve it. Like Mars attacks. I'm praying for Mars attacks right now. <laughs> I'm praying for them to come down and just blow up Congress, blow up the White House. Really? Yeah. If you're listening, we're ready. Please, we're primed for Martians, it. Martians, if this is the podcast you chose. <clears throat> if this is the one them. you're listening to. But robots, I've never, I've never been like, oh, they're all going to kill us. Though, robots are very hackable. So I think there's still an evil part of humanity that would love to use them as weapons. And I yeah. think a great example of that is that Black Mirror robot drone, the bee, rep- uh, the bee drone episode where it was death to hashtag. Okay. And they had train these robots or control these robots to attack people as an assassin swarm. Yeah. I can see that happening. You Anything that's internet of this, anything that's accessible via Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, can be hackable, whether it's pacema- pacemakers or... Um, self-driving cars. Yeah. So we just have to be very careful, not of the tech, but of the people who control it. Yeah, I think that is a great message. My final uh, question for this segment of the podcast okay. is, since you are such a huge fan of Murder, She Wrote, mm. would you want a reboot where it's Jessica Fletcher, right? That's yeah. her name? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Jessica Fletcher is a robot. Yeah, totally. Okay. I would love to see her as a replicant, but oh, yeah. I just don't know if it would work because we associate... Uh, Murder, She Wrote with Ange- uh, Jessica Fletcher, who's played by Angela Lansbury, and she's such a warm individual. Yeah. Even when she was judgy on the show, and yeah. she, there's a lot of animated gifts of her being judgy. And also <laughs> drinking. That woman drank. That woman drank a lot of Chardonnay um, and margaritas. Um, so she's probably one of the most humanistic yeah. of all the detective shows, of all the detective characters. Um, it would be interesting to see if an AI robot could could do those nuance judgy nuances oh yeah i feel like that's one thing ai hasn't perfected is the i'm judging you look (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna move on to our how obsessed are you questions so these are questions that i ask everybody or variations of them across all episodes of this podcast the first one is do you think about robots every day yeah yeah well they're in our lives every day right so and also my apartment is full of them Okay, when you say your apartment is full of robots, do you mean like action figures, posters? Everything. So I've got all, I have a huge R2-D2 collection. I have a life-size working BB-8. Nice. I have a life-size working canine. Um, What else do I have? I just moved here from San Francisco. Yeah. So I got rid of a lot of stuff, but I refused to put any robots on the curb. <laughs> I was like, the, the Pixar, Pixar lamp okay. part of me was like, I can't do that. You can't, you can't just I can't do behind. that. Because I, I project a lot of, uh, is it personification? What's the yeah. anamorphic? What's the word when you're <laughs> yeah? That's the, that's the screen yeah. shape. Yeah. No, no, no. What's the word when you like project? Anthropomorphize. That's it. That's yeah. it. Um, I couldn't do that. Like I refuse to put taxidermy or robots in the corner. I feel yeah. like that's just mean. Yeah. That's like abandoning children. I'm not going to do that. You relate to these yeah. these characters. I'll put like a brand new bed on the curb before yeah. I put a robot on the so curb. So if you're traveling somewhere, if yeah. you are in a hotel room because you're at a convention or whatever, and putting phones aside as robots, and there, there are no visible robots around you, do you think about them just like yeah. during the day? Yeah, I mean, not longingly. <laughs> not You're not like dating a, one yet. Not yeah. like a romance kind of bodice ripper robot moment. <laughs> bodice bot, bot, bodice ripper, boss. I feel like this You're is You're just pitching. Just pitching, just pitching. This is what happens when you get to LA. When you move here, it's just all, you just start talking in pitches. Yeah, absolutely. It's all log Everything lines. Everything is log lines, It's like yeah. this, Mises. It's Terminator meets Remington Steel meets Dynasty. That's the show I want to do. Um, which actually, that's pretty good. It's very good, yeah. Um, 
an all robot dynasty? How great would that be? Oh. I really think there should be. An I all think ro- go back to Remington Steel. I think. Uh, oh, that needs to happen. Funny British detective yeah. robot. I also for think sure. an all robot soap opera would be great. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off. So topic. you think about robots? I do. I mean, I just did. Yeah. yeah. Like when I get up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, let me let me refocus this question uh, a little bit. If you were somewhere not in your own home, okay. why would robots come into your mind? Oh, because I'm always like, oh, they would do a better job. Especially when oh. I'm at a bar or restaurant. Okay. I'm always like, Ugh. they would know. They would know that my empty, I have an empty glass. Come yeah. back with the water. There's that great flying cocktail robot oh. in the trailer for Solo that Lando yeah. just puts his hand out yeah. and the cocktail robot squirts and it's the best thing oh, I've no, ever seen in my thing. life. Or like coffee house when you're at a coffee house and it's the longest line ever. Just yeah. stick some robots in there. They're never okay. going to mispronounce your name. There's not so, going to be a, yeah. a weird race riot in that Starbucks. That helps me understand your obsession robots, because robots you're pining for a robot to do a better job. Robots aren't racist. Robots yeah. aren't like snooty. They're not going to talk to you about the screenplay they think. Robots better are better than humans screenplay. is what it seems like it's coming down to for I you. mean, the only job I think I would be... Well, no, give them the police force while we're at it. No, really, they're not racist. They're not going to be corrupt. They're going to beat up everybody equally. It's not going to be, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel there's so many jobs that robots can do. And it's hilarious because, you know, Elon Musk has repeatedly said, oh, watch out for AI, watch out for this, watch out for that. It's like, shut up, Willy Wonka. It's going to be fine. <laughs> like, seriously. And by the way, how many of Teslas are made by hand? I mean, come on. Yeah. There's nobody hand sewing those seats. It's all robots. Yeah. So it's like... I, I do think that, you know, obviously they're there for manufacturing. They've already been in place there for decades. Robots have already been in place in the military, in agricultural um, situations. They've been there for everything. There's just certain things they haven't mastered. Like I wrote an article. One of the first articles I wrote for CNET were about robot shepherds or robot sheepdogs, really. And they were supposed to replace sheepdogs to herd cattle. Yeah. But the cattle, they'd freak out the cattle. I read that one because it cracked me up. Yeah, I just saw the headline. Just it worked. And, I was and like, I, I there's this that. great photo. It was in Scotland. And all the cattle are freaked out. The robot is just trying its best. And the dog is giving it the most judgy look I've ever seen. <laughs> where the dog was like, and I don't know if the dog was looking at him or the master going, see, see, I told you this would happen. I mean, but then there's other things that I think robots are doing a great job of, um, especially drone technology. Bee drones, bees are going to die. And when bees die, we die. So right now, Walmart just bought the most sophisticated bee drone patent. So these robots have not been made yet, but there's a patent and there's prototypes where they will only be programmed to pollinate certain crops. And the thing you need to worry about this is that Am- they're- Walmart's trying to compete with Amazon Fresh. Mm-hmm. So they bought a bunch of agricultural farms and whatever. <clears throat> so when the bees die, and if they have the most advanced bee drone that will only pollinate Walmart crops, that means Walmart's in control of our food supply. That's not the drone's fault. Drone's yeah. just doing what the drone's got to do. That's Walmart's fault for wanting to do this. And maybe they have the foresight for doing this. But those are things I care about. But it's okay. like, also, I care about poaching. I really think we have to be careful of all these animals that are dying that we're just like, you know, I know it's, we have all this Twitter outrage of whatever political candidate is on a safari showing pictures of them killing lions and stuff. That's horrible. But we also have to think about day-to-day poachers. Yeah. Not the horrible people in the White House poachers, but actual people that have this as a living. So a lot of uh, wildlife enforcement are using drones to uh, take pictures of poachers, chase them off, protect the animals. And I think that's commendable. Okay. So... I think there's a lot of things that we can look at where we don't have to freak out about robots taking over because they're not quite there yet. Yeah. And the AI, they 
right now it's just, I think the mult, the most we've got going is three neural networks talking to each other and learning from each other. Once it gets to like six, maybe that's when we should panic a little. Okay. Cause they're so we learning, got time. they learn a lot faster than we do. Okay. But cool. they're, they're not right now. They're just doing funny stuff like making bad nude art. And <laughs> which that was one of my highest rated articles on CNET was this high school kid taught this neural network. He just dumped a bunch of masterpieces that were naked, naked paintings Yeah. in the neural network. And, the three, no, it was the double neural network talking to each other. They had to spit out their version of what they thought was beautiful naked yeah. people art. And it was very Salvador <laughs> Dali. There was a lot of melting bodies. Nice. But so they, you know, we make fun of them going, ha ha, they're, you know, not at Bob Ross stage yet. But, but that's machine ni- learning. Ni- neither are humans when they're born. Machine learning's advancing. So, and there's robot comedians. I did a whole segment on robot comedians that uh, they try so hard. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Walmart, bad. Yeah. Mm. Naked uh, painting robots, good. Pretty good. I would yeah. buy that art. And you think about robots every day. And robot so, comedians are not going to take our jobs yet, Joseph. I'm not I'm not too worried. <laughs> We're okay. But I know, I know I'm going to have to MC with one of them at uh, some point. A robot can have my job. That's just fine. <laughs> they can take it all they want. Take it all you want. Uh, so let's go on to the next how obsessed are you question. Would you fight with a family member who said robots were stupid or said bad things about robots? Well, I come from Midwest. Yeah. So is that a yes? <laughs> it's like, come from the Midwest. No. Um, you, does that mean you don't fight with your family? Honestly, no, I just saw them. I fought, I fought with them a lot. It was mostly political and climate change discussions yeah. that were hilarious. Um, oh, boy. Um, in case they're listening, I love you, Dad. Love my stepmom. Love my mom. Um, and my brother. Love them all. Um, however, when I talk robots, they just kind of look at me blankly. Yeah. Like, seriously, blankly. So they don't follow robot tech. They don't, and none of them are sci-fi fans. Yeah. So they, we, there's no robot discussions. Um, I think the self-driving cars definitely came up a couple times. Okay, but as a hypothetical, if they, oh, so if, if they, you, if you told them, hey, the bar down the street for me now has this great robot bartender, and it's yeah. my favorite bar because this robot's doing a good job, and they're like, that's dumb. There shouldn't be robots in bars. Would you? fight for that or would you just say like eh think whatever you want to think you when you come from a very republican christian conservative i would say libertarian family mm-hmm. you learn to just pick your battles yeah and, and that's what i want to know if you'd pick this battle no okay no because i mean it's it's why i'm not going to change their robot like fascist brains like they're not <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you can't you can't convince someone if they've already made up their mind about robots. But you fight with them about climate change Well, I don't fight with politics, them. Right? I or listen you... to it and grip my teeth. Like, I get really bad headaches and clenched jaw syndrome. <laughs> um, because here's the thing. When you're in a very... When you're the exotic, weird bird in the family, yeah. you learn to just let them say their say. You try to reason with them, yeah. give science facts and stuff, but it's just... You know, everyone has their own opinions yeah. of things, and they're very staunch about it, and they're not going to give it up. Um, my thing is, I believe robots, you know, I did, I did do this convention and I did talk about the Walmart drones and people didn't believe it. And I'm okay. like, nope, that's, you can look up the patent. I wrote the article on CNET. They don't like, they don't like it when I write fiction on CNET. <laughs> so I don't do that. They don't like it when I go, oh, by the way, the world is ending. Here's the timeline. So you have to keep it positive, right? Cause you don't want mass looting yeah. to happen. But I do want people to take robots seriously. And I think right now because of sci-fi and entertainment, a lot of people still think of it in the Star Trek, Star Wars, or Doctor Who world. They don't think of it as 
how they're actually being applied. This yeah. is going to happen, and it's going to sneak up on us. I think the biggest thing that's sneaking up on us right now isn't drones, isn't humanoid sex robots. It's AI. Yeah. It is AI. Um, it's the tech that's happening right now online. Sites know how long you spend on words. They know how long you spend on articles. They know it isn't just about clicking things anymore. They can scan you. Facial recognition software is amazingly complicated and evolved and spooky if you really look into it. Yeah. And no pun intended, look into it. But robots use that technology. AI uses that technology. You have to think of robot as like we're meat puppets, they're metal puppets. Yeah. So the outside of a robot is just their armor. Yeah. It's just their shell. Their candy coated shell. Yeah. No, that Inside makes a lot of sense. is the shit we should be caring about. And I don't <laughs> think people are really putting two and two together because there's so we're so visual we care about how things look. Yeah. We don't care about how things think. See, this is what this this section of the podcast is about getting down to what your obsession I is. I am obsessed with this. Yes. You, on one hand, are saying, I would not fight with my family about this because I have to pick my battles. Yeah. And then you spoke very eloquently about exactly what you should say to a family well, member if you were fighting. So I'm so curious. That's part of the reason I do this podcast is to get exactly how people hold different things in their lives. Because sometimes it's super important. Like... AI and sometimes it's like I like that movie and of course you're not going to fight with your family about it unless you're really obsessed I love that you use that voice for <laughs> I love that movie here's the thing it's semantics I just don't fight with my family okay so let's say friends instead of family okay because friends I'll fight with <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what I mean yeah family's different because you're yeah. stuck with them forever and they remember everything yeah so you can't you know what I mean <laughs> like robots yeah yeah well family's a whole other species okay and you have to you kind of have to kid glove them because they're your family. Okay. And you can't just be insulting to them and they're insulting to you because then Thanksgiving is just all that much more fun. Yeah. So I, let's just say friends. Because I love debating with my friends. Okay. Because I know that they're not going to, you know, throw a turkey at me later. It'll be fine. Okay. And also I'm not stuck with them. So, you know. But it seems like don't. you have knowledge and passion about yeah. robots and you do want to express it. Yeah. Well, and the you, thing you, with friends is that you kind of have to, well, you know, this is. As comedians, we know this where you know your audience. Yeah. Right? So if they're more sci-fi inclined, you use that, you use your robot speech, your robot manifesto, if you will. Yeah. With uh, sprinkling with characters that they know. Yeah. If you're talking to scientists, you don't do that shit because then they're like, oh, she's just a, she's an idiot. She's just talking (laughs) sci-fi. So you have to to use real life robots as an example. Yeah. And then they'll take you seriously. So when I, I guess when I... spread the robot revolution kind of talk i try to be more on the okay this is what we think is going to happen this is what happens right now and this is what i think is going to happen yeah this is what i think is going to happen is where the debates happen because that's when people are like oh robots are never going to be that smart or oh they're going to kill us all and it's always those two extremes of they're too stupid or they're too smart yeah and we need to fear it. And I think as humanity, we have to be very careful not to fear tech. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're not. It's ingrained in re- our lives. Yeah. There's a reason steampunk isn't real. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's tech evolves faster sometimes than humans. Yeah. But at the same time, um, we're paying for all of that tech. So we decide what tech advances before other tech. That makes sense is the overall point is for us to be mindful about what our choices are of that. Yeah. How, we have, how we're inviting them into our lives and in good ways and bad ways. I mean, we have very high tech, not AI weapons, but very advanced weaponry in the military. But we still don't have hover cars. 
Yeah. You know, we still don't have jet packs, thank God, because let's would just... be honest, we'd all die. <laughs> it would just be like, oh, you know. Be constant sky I would, jaywalking. I mean, I would love it because I would just look out my window and stuff, TV, and just watch everyone, everyone run into each other <laughs> and think it's hilarious. I can see lots of accidents from my belly. I know. It's not I mean, that much fun. It's really not that much it's fun. It's not much fun, but when they're in the air, I think it'd be hilarious. You, the first few times would be great. <laughs> be all great. right. I have, I have a few more how obsessed are your questions, and these are about you. Now, you are a wealth of knowledge about robots, but these are about your relationship to robots. Okay. So, if uh, someone called robots robots, would you end your friendship with them? I don't know. It depends if the robot had a really good ass. (laughs) Is it a compliment or is it an insult? I ask this because growing up liking Star Wars, my grandma always called C-3PO and R2-D2 robots. Like, I bought you an action Uh, figure of a robot. And it, now and I wish they had really obvious butts. <laughs> Does that bother you, you when people call robots not? robots? That's that's the spirit. Oh, well, no. I mean, but now I'm imagining C-3PO with a really choice rump. <laughs> with a defined buttocks. Oh, the erotica is just flowing <laughs> through my brain right okay. now. Okay, this was a silly question because, of course, you oh. would embrace robots. That's just who you are as a person. Oh, I embrace the robot. <laughs> I squeeze it. If R2-D2 was real and if, for some reason... If, you yeah, oh, you can imagine whatever you like. If okay. R2-D2 was real okay. and R2 had a GoFundMe page, would you back it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On questioning? He's going to do good stuff. Okay. You trust R2-D2. Yeah. He's not. He's not. I mean, even if he was raising money to go to a brothel, I'd be like, eh, he needs to learn. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Expand his little R2 horizon. Yeah. If he needs extra gadgets, whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. You were talking earlier about aliens if aliens came to earth and said show us an example of your culture would you show them a robot well that's just lying <laughs> but if is it because you just that's talked like, about that's how like much sh- they're ingrained in our culture that's like showing a hot photo of you from your 20s in match.com <laughs> that's not what's going on right now but you're I mean, there as a human yeah okay and you say here is a, uh, another thing that we here's a drone we're using no, these don't more show them that. they'll laugh us off the face of the, <laughs> well they really will laugh, laugh us off the planet if we show them a drone um it's oh, fine if your answer a, is no that's such a good question because i feel like aliens are probably unless because primitive aliens oh, that's a good, i'm trying to remember what my ancient the last ancient aliens episode i saw i feel like they covered this um I don't know. Like, what What would we... Like, which robot would we show them? Yeah. Right? Like, the self-driving cars, I think, are too primitive. That would be like Flintstone car to them. Yeah. Like, would they would be like, oh, your, that's cute. Yeah. How about your BB-8? Because for you, your whole relationship with thinking positively of robots in their oh. relationship to society is seeing these friendly, helpful yeah, robots. Yeah, I mean, BB-8 is the chihuahua of the Star Wars robots, right? <laughs> yes, so it's the is. friendliest, yippiest, tappiest. Yeah. Would, yeah, it, okay. would that be a pleasant presentation to give oh, aliens? Like, I'm just thinking Mars attacks aliens right now and they're just going to blow it up and I don't want my BB-8 <laughs> blown up. Like what sacrificial robot could I show them that I'm not emotionally attached to, but it shows our culture? I accept that as an answer that you bring a robot that you'd be okay with if, if, if the aliens it, if killed destroyed it. it. Like, know, yeah. Here's an example of our culture. Oh, you blew up my self-driving yeah. Tesla or whatever. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be that. It would probably be, well, at that point, I'm pretty convinced we're going to have robot drones that are delivering pizza okay pizza that, drones, aren't, yeah. that aren't full cars yeah that are kind of like mouse droid size yeah or pizza size yeah just zip I'd show them one of those <laughs> that'd be great you could offer them a pizza right too. and they get pizza that's part of our culture right <laughs> absolutely it's a twofer it's one of the best parts of our culture yeah if you sat down to watch your favorite tv show or movie with a robot in it but a robot bear came in and stole your remote would you try to get your remote back from the robot bear 
Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like, is this the portion where I'm supposed to be drunk? Um, okay, let me. This is an evolution uh, of let's a dumb break question. This, let's I've break this asking. down. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching my favorite show. Yeah. With a robot in it. Yeah. Not a robot beside me. No, the robot is Because that's in always the show. awkward. Yeah. That's like watching sex scenes with your dad in the room. You don't want that. So. Is it? I kind of think so. <laughs> Isn't it? I don't know if that uh, analogy quite tracks. Because that, that sounds like you're watching. Your, it sounds like you're watching your dad have sex no, on no, no, TV no, no, with no, your no. dad sitting next to you. No, you're no, watching. No. If, no, if I'm BB-8's still. BBH watching you watch The Force Awakens. He's seen himself. I'm still emotionally scarred by watching Flashdance with my dad when it was on HBO when I was like ten. I'm scarred just from hearing <sighs> about that. So I understand. Because there's a sex scene. And it's like uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go get a cola. Um, I saw Zapped with my mom, and that was scarred. Uh, oh, Zapped! That's right. Because oh, yeah. Scott Bale before he became evil. Yeah, um, he was probably evil then. We just didn't probably, know. I know. Sadly, the Zap. Well, he seems a little focus evil. Focus on Willie Ames. Anyway. Focus on Willie Ames. Okay, so <laughs> you are um, watching a show with a robot okay, in it. Okay, you can't wait to see it. You're so excited for it. Okay. You've been looking forward to this forever. And then a giant robot, a mecha bear, walks in and it mecha takes bear. your remote. Why the remote? Because this robot bear, this Eats mecha them. bear, is Eat, just yeah. uh, determined to stop you from having your, your enjoyment of robots. Is this a life-size bear or like yeah. Teddy Rexpin? No, this is life-size. Because Teddy Rexpin's pretty... I mean, It can have a cassette it in it, be like a Chucky. It could be like a Chucky thing. Uh, Chucky doll thing. Um and what was it? Would I fight the bear? You mean the bear grabs the remote? Do you? Is your instinct to get the remote back from the bear? I feel like I need one of those like beautiful mind charts. <laughs> it's like it's like CSI. I need a wall to. To be like... fair, this question is really weird, dumb, and complicated. No, 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 so no, no, no. It makes perfect sense. I go through. That it makes no sense. I go through remotes like crazy when I moved from San Francisco <laughs> and we moved the sofa. All these Apple TV remotes fell out. <laughs> Even remotes before Apple TV. I'm like, oh, that's where they were. Like so a VCR I would, remote came out. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Like a zip drive remote. Who okay. knows? It was just like a lot of stuff. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking I wouldn't really... F- I, w- I would invite the bear to watch the show with me. Okay. So you would try to talk sense to the bear. Or befriend it. Yeah. But I wouldn't fight it over the remote. That's so silly. I can get yeah. another one. Okay. Though those Apple TV remotes are expensive. Maybe I would fight for it. But you would, you would first say, hey, robot bear, human and bears should be friends. Why don't you just sit down yeah. on the couch... I got some pizza that this robot delivered. <laughs> We're going to watch some robot porn. Yeah. You'll love it. And then your dad comes over and oh. it's a perfect family oh, picture. Oh, it's a horrible. Why did I? He's going to listen to this. <laughs> is he really? Maybe. I don't know. He doesn't listen to podcasts. I tried to explain what a podcast was and he was just like, well, nah. is that just radio? <laughs> what is that? No, I. That's a good question. Do you ask everybody this question or am I just. I ask the bear question and I, I can't tell this story every podcast, but I, I have done a dumb thing with a bear. Uh, because I get obsessive, and so that came oh, to my I mind see. as a question of like for myself, for real. Some I get so obsessive about some things that danger circuits turn okay. off. Okay, so that's what I'm curious about. If okay. people are willing to, well, do I'm something. originally from Kansas and Colorado, where bears are a, th- a real thing. Yeah, and they are a real threat. <laughs> They're not dead yet. Yeah, I mean they, you know, you gotta be careful. They do just show up. Yeah. Um, and would you re- have you had a bear encounter in real life? Yeah. Uh, I went camping once with uh, some friends, so we could we all would smoke pot out there. Okay, it was in Colorado. In the, in bear the took 80s, your pot? in the eighties. Oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah, we totally got stoned together. It was great. Um, no, it was it was a it wasn't a huge bear. It was like I think a teenage teenager bear, or whatever. Okay. which makes sense because we were smoking pot, and um, it just <laughs> when we were asleep, and this is way before um, Blair Witch. Yeah. Like it was way before found footage. Like horrible. I mean, almost all horror films, there's camping involved. Yeah. Um, 
But we heard it rummaging and it ate all of our snacks and went away, which pissed us off because we brought those snacks specifically for the pot smoking. Um, <laughs> so the bear just got the munchies. And yeah. you, did you go after the bear? No, we're, we're not stupid. Yeah. So you, yeah. I mean, you have to remember that bears were there first. Yeah. And we're, we invaded yeah. with our like peanut butter Ritz cracker snacks. <laughs> and that Yogi Bear cartoon is actually pretty factual because I think right now, so many bears are domesticated in parks because they've been trained to open up, pic- not picnic baskets, yeah. but like cars. And they know that, you know, where the food is. Yeah. So I feel kind of sorry for So them. that mecha bear would know in order to get entertainment. Right. I have to come to this place and get an Apple remote. But it wasn't like reverent or revenant, revenant, reverend. <laughs> the movie? Was it? Was it Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. There's a bear in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It mauled him. And... I will tell you if you are afraid of bears. Are you afraid of bears? No. You're I should, just be, obsessed I with should them. be more afraid of bears. Um, the I'm best, not. the latest movie I've seen with a bear in it that horrified me and still gives me nightmares is um, Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Well, that's more than a bear. That's a whole kind of yeah, different bear. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil yeah, it. Because that's a brilliant movie and a great bear. I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say you should go see that movie because it's not. Two big thumbs up There's no bear. picnic basket there. All right. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with robots? I don't know if I could do an R2 impression. Um, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that sounds like Roadrunner. Hold on. Let me do it again. Let me do it. That's Roadrunner. No, that's a, that's a dog in heat. That's a bear. I'm trying to do a war sound, but I'm losing my voice. No, that's that's a mule. That's a mule. Yeah. Let's just do beep, beep, beep. Is that a robot backing up? I don't know. Backing it's, out of a relationship? It's really, yeah. <laughs> that's the sound I'm very familiar with. No, I'm trying to figure out what a good robot noise is. What is not... Maybe I'm the best robot noise is robot. no noise because they're going to come up and creep up behind us. But I'm not ma- asking you to make a robot impression. I am asking oh. you to make the noise that you think of, that you make when you think of robots, and it's a, a, a happy, obsessive feeling. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> That's it. There we go. Nailed it. It's like Morse code <laughs> robot sex noise. I love it. I ask everyone to rate their obsession. Uh, let's. Uh, just, oh, 11. 11. I mean, are we doing Spinal Tap scale? What are we... Sure. Well, I like that you just know that it's 11 regardless of the scale, so I'm going to go for that. I hope it wasn't one out of 100. (laughs) No. Okay. So for you, you feel like your truth is that your obsession is a little off the scale. Yeah. Because, I mean, I write... I mean, well, I guess I've written kids' books about robots, mostly about R2-D2. Did I say robot? Oh, my God. That's (laughs) hilarious. I'm going to start saying that now. Um... Like, I've done R2-D2 crafts at Lucasfilm when I was in charge of the kids section, and I've yeah. done Star Wars craft books, so there's a bunch of R2 crafts in there. And Mouse Droid. Uh, I did a pet, a cat pet toy oh, that nice. looks like a mouse droid. That zips around and the cats can try to No, it's just it. felt it's full of catnip. Okay. But, you know, it gets <laughs> flung around a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I write so much about robots as a journalist. Um, when I do dare to do stand-up, I try to put in something about robots, because I think everyone has a robot story, and they find that funny. Yeah. Um. I try to do more science hack stuff with robots. Like robots are a thing that's constantly purveying in my life and it's something I get joy out of. Yeah. So it's a constant. Yeah. So I think that's why that number is so high. Yeah. There's other things I'm obsessed with because we had former, uh, I was on your show before, I talked about Godzilla and Sherlock Holmes and there are things that I'm obsessed with in a more, oh, I love this thing. Yeah. This is more than just a, oh, I love this thing. This is, this is our future. Yeah. This is going to be forever. This is not a fad. This is something I used to. 
but I also can't wait to see what the next evolution of robots is. Yeah, you've covered the spectrum from like yeah. silly fun, I married R2 yeah. as a publicity thing to like, to really here's creepy. what people really need to understand about AI. Yeah, and I also, th- I think I'm very excited to see how robots are going to be portrayed on TV and movies in the future. Yeah. Because I think people are kind of getting bored with the, oh, all the robots are going to kill us because it's such a trope. It would be so much more fun if it's, oh, it's a robot that helps save us. Like, I think that's why Wally was such a great movie. Because it taught kids that this robot wanted to help humanity and wanted to make a friend. And, and wanted to have its own just existence, wanted to too. Be hugged. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's so not all it, about us humans. Robots just want to be robots. Yeah, it's not, and it's not all Skynet. You know, it's yeah. not all they're going to kill us all. It's humans behind Skynet for sure, but not the robots. I yeah. think robots, they're, they're going to be our friends. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, can you do some plugs for yourself? Where can people find you? Oh, um, well, my. The nickname that I use on all social media is Bonnie Girl. So it's my first name, B-O-N-N-I-E, and then G-R-R-L. Um, I own the website girl.com, which is G-R-R-L.com, but I haven't updated it since. It's like it uses 1990s layout. Like it uses <laughs> frames. I, it's, it's, it's old. That sounds like it's worth it. I lost the password of how to get into the website and my ex-boyfriend's server, that's where it lives. So I'm not sure <laughs> when I'll update that. But I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I write daily for CNET.com. So you can do a search for my name. Yeah. And you'll, find, I mean, you'll find it. And then I just, I'm just starting to write for Inc. Magazine. Nice. So that's more about the businesses behind robotics and what they're doing. Um, not, you know, how to ask for a raise from your robot boss, though. I think that may be an article <laughs> I want to write. I, I do stuff on YouTube and Twitch and... I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place. Since I yeah. moved to LA, I'm trying out different things. Yeah, and, you're in a transition period, right? Yeah, but if you use social media, you're, you'll find me. I mean, I'm on Twitter. And then I have like an Amazon author page. So if you just look up my name, you'll find my books there. Awesome. Um, and then I have YouTube shows and stuff. So it's just kind of all over the place. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So here's some quick plugs uh, for this show, and then we'll have our final weird questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host, which is called Force. Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode, where my wife Sarah and I talk about something we are obsessed with in the moment. Full info on that is at patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, so final question. Wow, that's a lot, dude. Wait, what? To <laughs> You to do say? a lot. <laughs> no, I mean... You got a lot going on. I do. Yeah. Probably too much. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm it's not happy. It's always too much and not enough. I'm, That's I'm the not happy unless I'm overworked and losing my voice. So I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> You're killing it. Killing yeah. it. Killing yeah. it. All right. Here are the final weird questions. If you had the power to command any animals, what animals would you want to command? I'm a big fan of Squirrel Girl. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite comic book character right now. Yeah. So let's just say squirrels. Awesome. They're nimble. Yeah. They're cute, but I think they can attack pretty, what, pretty what quickly. What would you ask them to do? Well, definitely steal food for me. Okay. <laughs> like full pizzas, tacos. <laughs> so the squirrels would dive right. the, the pizza drones. <clears throat> However. Take the pizza. Yeah. Whatever they got to do. However, I think they would be really good in a, like a jewelry heist. <laughs> <laughs> right? Their little masks on. They, yeah. I mean, they all look the same. Yeah. Not to be squirrelist, but they all look the same. They, yeah, they're right? different kinds of squirrels. It's not like in the mug. Yeah. I mean, the mug. I mean, let's be honest. That like artist rendition of yeah. this is the person that stole the jewels would be the squirrel hilarious. Would be, yeah, um, yeah, and they could sneak through little crevices and cracks and things. Oh and yeah, they, and they could, and they're good about like grabbing little tiny. I mean, 
all acorns and diamonds, same size. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, bank like not a bank heist because that's a little complicated. I would say jewelry heist. Jewelry heist. Yeah. So I would use nice. them to steal food and jewels. Pizza and jewels. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a superhero. <laughs> Clearly, I am a, a super villain that's hungry and wants easy money. Oh man, that's great. Okay. Uh, here's the other next, not the other next, the next final question. Okay. If you had a million dollars, but you could only spend it on one type of thing, what would you spend it on? Like you could only spend it on one category of thing. Yeah, and I don't want to say Bitcoin, because that's like, if you had a wish, then you'd wish for more well, wishes. Bitcoin's a fascinating answer, though, because it's just everywhere, right? It's crazy. Like one day it's worth the whole world, and the next day it's like worth two acorns, right? Yeah, but I kind of, I don't know. To be honest, if I had a million dollars, I'd pay i'd be boring i'd be like i'd pay off my debts and then i'd buy things i shouldn't buy but you can't in this question the scenario is you can only spend it on, on one, one thing. thing so it could be food no. action figures no. shirts no squirrels those are free <laughs> squirrels are free uh let's oh gosh i don't know like a million dollars doesn't buy a lot <laughs> it doesn't it buys a lot of action figures <sighs> Yeah, but it won't buy a house. It'll buy like right. not even then a you'd tiny be drowning home. In not even figures. a tiny home. Yeah. Uh unless it was like Utah or something. But I don't know. I maybe I would invest in my own robotics company so I can make my own robots. Okay, nice. But even that's not gonna be that's four H robot money right there. <laughs> I mean that's not I mean, I know everyone thinks a million dollars is a lot. It's I work in tech I've worked in tech for a long time. I worked yeah. for Apple and all these different companies. I mean, you lived in San Francisco, a, so things just before. beamed through the Wi Fi well, in your brain, one, right? I mean, that's, what was that two months rent? A million dollars? So I moved here. Um, no, I, I would probably invest in like a robotics company. Okay. Uh, that's doing something fun. Yeah. Not necessarily utilitarian or dangerous or, yeah. you know, just something fun for a million dollars or go to another country where I could invest in robots where it would more like the stretch of the dollar would go farther. Yeah. Like if there was like a Costa Rica mad scientist making really cool, cute robots <laughs> that are like robot chefs. Okay. Because there is a robot chef in Tokyo right now that makes pixelated sushi. Okay. I wrote an article about it. It was at South by Southwest. And I wrote an article about for CNET. Even had a cute little chef's hat. Like I would invest in that. <laughs> okay. Anything that was about food and robotics. Yeah. But humanoid-esque or cute robotics yeah. making me things to eat, yeah. I would put all my money in that. I think food robot is a great answer. Okay. I also like the idea that you'd spend million dollars to make just a crappy 4-H robot. Like, I mean, that's... My, look at my million-dollar robot. Right? I mean, that was the funny punchline in Austin Powers is that you want a million dollars yeah. from world leaders. And they're like, "That's, that's you already make uh, that. That's nothing. Your that's corporation insane. makes billions. Why do you need a million? <laughs> yeah, it's like when people say, what would you do with a million dollars? It's like... Buy a shed? I don't know. <laughs> what can you do with a million dollars anymore? You really? I mean, I yeah. used to know how many tacos at Taco Bell that got. Yeah. It's a, a lot. lot. Of ta- it's still a good price for tacos. A lot of tacos. So there's a lot of tacos. Yeah, but you could just barely maybe make a taco robot. But if I could do taco robot, that's better. Perfect. Okay. Uh, that might be the answer to the next question. The final question. The final question. Wait, how many everyone. final questions are there? This is the final, final question. Just like the SATs. It is the question you have been asked before, because mm. it's the last question for everyone on the okay. podcast. What is happiness? Yeah, don't ask anything deep or anything. <laughs> Can you just ask how much is in my checking account right now? Which is not happiness, by the way. I was going to say. That's the opposite of happiness. Oh. What is happiness? Um, this. Yeah. This is happiness. Talking with a friend, laughing, having fun. Yeah. Talking about our impending doom in a fun way. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like happiness is human interaction. Yeah. 
without the shouting and angry emojis. Okay. Like we're, I, your, your listeners don't know this. I'm not Skyping. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the whites of your eyes. <laughs> I can murder you in your apartment and leave. And this would be the only evidence. The whites of my eyes makes it sound like I'm looking away from I, you. Though. You can see the blue too. I can see all of your eyes. Um, no, it's like this. I miss this. I miss the human yeah. one-on-one interaction, chatting about stupid stuff that you love, um, connecting. Yeah. And I think right now that for me is happiness, not being on Twitter for five hours, talking to people in a not personal, necessarily personal way. Yeah. Um, not. I, I think laughing and humor is happiness and people need that. I think that's a great and answer. And we will always need that. And we will especially need it because robots are not good at humor yet. <laughs> so we need each other to make each other laugh because the robots are not going to do it. That... Elon Musk will not make a Steve Martin robot anytime soon. <laughs> so we, it's up to us for connecting and laughing. And I think to me, that's happiness. That is a wonderful answer. Thank you for doing the podcast. You are very welcome. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here's some more robot noises. Breep. Breep. Danger. Danger. Danger.